is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Yes, yes. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. That is not the voice of Mark Levin. You have not made contact with Mark Levin because he's on a plane coming back from Israel. Your handy-dandy bullpen pitcher, the crafty veteran out of the bullpen. Although my right arm's a little busted up these days. Dan Bongino, at DBongino on Twitter for comments and criticisms. If you want to call the show, 877-381-3811 if you'd like to verbally harass or intimidate me. Uh, that's good, too. We, we always keep a line open for liberals, too, if you want to argue. Happy to do that, as always. Good to be back. It's been a while. Here with the uh, producer, Rich. and call screener Rich, which is nice. So today, what are we going to dig into? A lot of juicy material. But I think what we're going to hit today is why the story keeps changing on how this Russia uh, Obamagate spying scandal started on the Trump team. And you know why we're going to do it? Because the story keeps changing for a reason, folks. Because the Trump team was targeted. Not a crime. Let me explain to you what I mean. The original story we heard about why Trump was spied on and the Trump team was spied on. Cut the crap, libs. We're tired of all the dancing around it. The Trump team was spied on. That's indisputable. Okay, you, the goons who were involved in the government, who decided they were going to weaponize government to spy on the Trump team, did it. That is not in dispute. We can argue till the day is long, till the day is over, and twice on Sunday why it happened. But that the Trump team was spied on during a political campaign is indisputable. Now, we're up to version, what, 700 now as to why this started? Why does that matter? Well, in a prior career, I was a federal agent and law enforcement officer. Nobody cares. I'm just telling you to establish some bona fides on how actual investigations into real crimes, not fake Russian collusion crimes, actually work. The way it works, ladies and gentlemen, is someone walks into a police station, whatever, an FBI office, a Secret Service office where I worked and says, hey, I had my credit card stolen. Hey, God forbid my child was kidnapped. Hey, my house was broken into last night. And that law enforcement entity investigates that crime. Eventually hoping to find what? People. I'm not talking down to you folks, but liberals are listening and they're a little slow on this. So we've got to walk them through things like due process. Because they're super dopey. Or they play super dopey on TV. That's the way it works in the real world. Now, when you're a liberal running the government and you weaponize government, you sick the goon squad on Donald Trump, what happens? There you say you walk into a a precinct or an FBI office, whatever it may be, and you say, I want to investigate Donald Trump and his team. For what? I don't know. Follow him. You'll find something. That's not the way it works in a constitutional republic, liberal knuckleheads. It's important I set up the story 
because it was some major breaking news on Friday and over the weekend about this case. And the story as to how this started has changed again. We originally heard that, oh, it was Carter Page. Carter Page traveled to Russia and the FBI thought he was a super spy for the Russians. And therefore, they got a FISA warrant to engage in signals, intelligence, interception to surveillance of the of the Trump team. And it was through Carter Page and the, using the two hops they can do. You know what the two hops are? You surveil Carter Page, his emails and his calls. Then you can hop to the person he called, and then you can hop to another person from there, which, by the way, probably ensnared the entire Trump team in a surveillance net. We heard that that was the genesis of the case. That was it. Carter Page was the evil spy provocateur of our time. Which is odd because Carter Page gives interviews all over the news and tweets people all the time. If Carter Page is the most evil Russian spy of our time, why is he not in jail? Again, I'm not saying he is. I'm, it's, it's obviously, sarcasm is dripping from my teeth right now. So when the Carter Page is the boogeyman story fell apart, because then they said, guys, um, we got a problem. Yeah, Carter Page, we don't really have any evidence that he was a Russian spy. And no less evidence to prosecute him. Also, Carter Page is out on TV openly talking about this whole thing, which doesn't really seem like sophisticated tier one spycraft to me. Ah, you think? Now the media is like, what do we do now? We said that we started investigating Trump. I say we because the media has been in cahoots with the uh, with the swamp and the deep state the entire time to make sure that this collusion narrative stays viable and active. Right. So the media is like, what do we do now? This Carter Page story is completely falling apart on us. New York Times comes to the rescue in December of last year. They say, no, no, now we've got it. Now we've got the story. This low-level backbencher, a guy named by the name of George Papadopoulos, he meets with an Australian diplomat in a bar in London. And during this booze-filled extravaganza, Papadopoulos mentioned something about Russian emails uh, from uh, from Hillary that he heard they had. <sighs> Meanwhile, the whole globe probably knew that. But that was the New York Times story then, and they're sticking to it. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, don't lose me here. I don't get to sit in for Mark that often. He doesn't take a lot of vacation. By the way, maybe back tomorrow. He's in. He was in Israel. Uh, he's headed back on a plane. But this is important you follow me here. The story has to change because they need a viable story as to why they spied on an opposition political candidate during the Obama administration. So Papadopoulos did it. That was it. He mentioned something about Hillary's emails. Well, now that story seems to be collapsing, too. Now, I I already know it. Libs, I can already hear you on. It's like I have an extra sensory perception mind link with the liberals listening. You're like. But Dan, but Dan, Papadopoulos was arrested by the FBI. He was not arrested for Russian collusion. That's just a fact. He was not prosecuted for Russian collusion. He was prosecuted for false statements to the FBI about some meeting he had with a Russian that it would never mention, by the way, any criminality at all. So what happened to that story? That story started to fall apart, too. 
Now the media is left holding the bag in conjunction with their buddies, their deep state pals. They're left holding the bag because they don't have a viable, practicable Genesis story as to why Donald Trump was spied on by Team Obama. They have nothing. Now, a lot of you may be saying, all right, we've heard all that before. What's new? Friday, Thursday, Friday, we get an explosive tier one bombshell that comes out that apparently there was a human source inside the Trump team. A human source relaying information to our intelligence operation from the Trump team. Think about what I'm telling you. There was not only a signals intelligence operation where they're intercepting Carter Page's emails, where they're intercepting his phone traffic to spy on the Trump team by using that two hops. They can hop around and they can basically surveil the entire Trump team by surveilling Carter Page, who they still have not arrested, by the way. Now we find out there was a human asset, intelligence asset, inside the Trump team. Ladies and gentlemen, are we living in Venezuela? Is this Cuba? Is this North Korea? There is a human intelligence asset. Now, everybody's panicking now about this story. How do we know this? Because Devin Nunes, the Republican congressman from California who's been doing terrific work on this, knows about this human asset, apparently, and has been demanding the DOJ turnover information, which the American people at this point are entitled to know, about a potential human asset inside an opposition political campaign. But, folks, the story keeps changing again. Glenn Simpson, the Fusion GPS founder, has already uh, talked in, in testimony in front of the Senate has already talked about this human asset back in August. Now, he didn't give a name, but he said something in that testimony which should scare everyone listening to this radio program right now. Remember who Glenn Simpson was? He's the uh, Fusion GPS handler there who was working with the Hillary campaign to gin up that fake information on Donald Trump. Well, Glenn Simpson testifies in front of Congress, uh, the Senate, excuse me, in August of last year, and said something incredible. He said that the British spy that was working with them to gin up that fake dossier on Trump was told by the FBI that there was a spy in the Trump campaign. Wait, 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 what? Time out. T.O. Red flag on the field, under the hood for review. You're telling me Federal Bureau of Investigation agents working for the United States government were not only spying on the Trump team using a potential human asset in his campaign, but then disclosed that information to a British spy working for Team Hillary. Don't worry, folks. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here at all. Go back to your regularly scheduled activities. (laughs) Nothing to see here at all. You know, I'd like to tell you I wasn't a federal investigator, but I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But I was a federal investigator. This is insane. Now everybody's panicking about this story about the source. I got to take a break, but quickly, what are they covering up here, folks? They're covering up 
the simple fact that they still have no viable genesis story as to why the United States government under Barack Obama was using weaponized components of the intelligence community to spy on an opposition political candidate, third world style. They still don't have a story as to why this happened. They still can't point to one predicate crime, so the story keeps changing and changing and changing. That's why they're in a panic right now. All right, I've got a ton more on this about the unofficial channels, how the paper trails were hidden on this, but you're not going to want to go anywhere. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. Libs are always welcome. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Dan Bongino, Dan Bongino, in for the great one. Rich, I got to do it. I know it drives you crazy. I say it every time. But how do you fill in for a dude they nicknamed the great one? Rich is like, dude, please. You've said that joke the last hundred times you filled it. <laughs> right? It is true. It's hard to fill. I'm, hopefully, I'll be the good one. I always appreciate the opportunity. Mark will be back with you tomorrow. Uh, have no fear. So, before the break, I was telling you how this story about the Genesis, like Star Trek Three. Remember that the Genesis bomb thing? They, uh, they launch on a planet and it grows all that vegetation and stuff. What was the Genesis bomb for spying on Trump? Folks, to this day, nobody can tell you. Oh, this is great. Listen, Mr. Call Screener, tell John not to go anywhere. We have a caller who disagrees. This is fantastic. I love these calls. Tell him to hang. I don't want to rush him before the break here. But the reason liberals and the swamp uh, establishmentarian swamp rats on the Republican, Republican side are in a panic here is because nobody has a consistent story to explain away why the government was weaponized to spy on the Trump team during an election. Kind of an important question, you think? Like, yeah, we spied on the guy. He's now in the White House. Does anyone know why? Uh, Tony? Tony? Do you know why we spied on Trump? Uh, I don't know. Hey, Bobby, Bobby, you got a reason? Uh, I don't know. Tony said he did. No, Tony said you did. Hey, Charlie, Charlie, you. Hey, come on, guy, over here. You got a reason, right? You're you're CIA, FBI, yeah. Why did they spy on Trump? Uh, I don't know. Bobby told me Tony had a reason. You understand this is what's happening, right? There is no consistent story. Now, I know why there was a Benghazi investigation, because four American patriots were killed in a terrorist attack. I know why we investigated Benghazi. I disagree with the outcome of a lot of these investigations, specifically the ARB. I know why it happened, though. You don't find it a little odd, Libs, that nobody, nobody can still point to one reason why the Trump team was being spied on. An actual crime. No one. The story keeps changing over and over again. Now, it's important to note, even Simpson's story keeps changing. Simpson, who worked for Fusion GPS, who had testified in front of the Senate that the FBI told Christopher Steele, a former British spy, this is amazing to me, the FBI tells a former British spy that they have a source in the Trump team. The guy's not even an active British spy anymore. As if that's not bad enough. And then they dialed back that story, too. 
Simpson or a spokesman for Fusion GPS told the Washington Times, they said, hey, uh, he may have mischaracterized that. I think he was talking about the Papadopoulos uh, downer meet. How would he know that? The Papadopoulos downer meeting was nowhere in anybody's testimony and appeared nowhere in the actual dossier. How would he know that? Listen to what I'm telling you. It wasn't just that the management at the FBI that had destroyed this case and the CIA folks at the upper level who'd been involved in the initiation of this too. It wasn't just that they were involved in a spurious investigation into Donald Trump for crimes that never happened. Apparently, according to Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS, they were actively passing information back to a former British spy working for Hillary. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along. Now, on the other side of this break, I'm going to break down to you why the Mueller investigation is important right now. And it's not for the reasons you think. The Mueller investigation is a smokescreen. I have been on this for months. This has consumed my life for six months now, this case. It is a smokescreen, and I'm going to prove it to you. It was stacked with people with devastating conflicts who would intentionally cover up the deeds of Hillary Clinton while targeting Donald Trump using critical components of this case. You're not going to want to miss this on the other side of the break. This is really important. The Mueller investigation has a purpose, and I assure you it's not a good one. I'm Dan Bongino. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. We'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods But what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. America's most powerful conservative voice, The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. Dan Bongino, NRA TV contributor, in for the great one. Mark Levin will be back with you tomorrow. No sweat, don't you worry. Folks, it was a setup. The whole time. Let's just get right into it now. Stop screwing around. It was a setup. The Trump team was set up the whole time. They were framed. It's clear as day. Ladies and gentlemen, 
The contact with the Trump team, Papadopoulos, Milian, Agalarov, Alexander Downer, Stefan Halper, all of these contacts with the Trump team, they were not accidental. The contact with the Trump team in many of these cases was deliberate contact with the Trump team. They were set up. It's clear as day. All of these people that approached the Trump orbit in an effort to dirty them up with information on Hillary and Russian emails and all these X-Files like conspiracy theory stories, all of them have some connection to either intelligence infrastructures, either overseas or here, Fusion GPS, who was working for Hillary, or in the case of Cody Shear or Sid Blumenthal, Direct connections to Hillary themselves. This was a massive information laundering operation. A setup that is, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to, because I know how these people are on the left. It's more complex than, than I think most of you know at this point. The Mueller investigation has a purpose right now. The Mueller investigation is a smokescreen, nothing more. It's a smoke grenade set off to block what's going on, to to obstruct the vision into what actually happened in the Clinton-Obama IC FBI spying operation into the Trump team, State, State Department as well, by prosecuting relentlessly People on the Trump team for process crimes to keep the media and your attention away from the serious crimes and the leaks and the spying operation that happened. Now, throughout the rest of the show, I'm going to give you examples of what they did here. Let me give you a quick hint. Notice the people the Mueller team is targeting. You know what? Before we even get to that, notice the people the Mueller team selected to investigate Trump. You want to go down the names? Let's start with number one, Aaron Zebley. Old buddy of Bob Mueller, former colleagues. Aaron Zebley's an interesting guy. He represented someone as an attorney. Who was it? Uh, Hold on, I'm scratching my head. I'm losing the name. Oh, actually, I'm not. Uh, Justin Cooper. Justin Cooper, where does that ring a bell? I'm losing it. Oh, I didn't lose it again. Justin Cooper, you mean the guy who used to work for Hillary? The guy implicated in the email scandal. That guy, same guy. As Bill Clinton used to say on the golf course when we were Secret Service agents and he needed a mulligan, same guy, same guy. So Mueller picks an investigator for his special counsel to investigate Trump and he picks a lawyer who defended Hillary Clinton's guy in the email scandal. Oh, yeah, makes perfect sense. Liberals are on the phone right now going, yeah, yeah, they're nodding their heads. Sounds cool. Totally legit. Because you're nuts. Who else does he pick? Jeannie Ree. Oh, Jeannie Ree. Jeannie Ree. Who did she represent? Oh, oh, the Clinton Foundation has been a lawyer in the Clinton orbit for a while now. Oh, that, yeah, perfect. You're right. That is the perfect, unbiased, totally nonpartisan person we want investigating Donald Trump, by the way, to cover up all the Hillary Clinton debacles as well. Oh, who's the lead investigator in the case? Who's that again? Oh, Andy Weissman. That's right. Old Andy. Andy, who emailed Sally Yates when she defied Donald Trump as the deputy attorney general or acting attorney general at the time. 
and congratulated her on basically spitting in Trump's face. Yeah, that's the perfect guy. You're right. They're totally non-biased, non-partisan. Good job, Bob Mueller. I mean, if you had to pick three of the worst people in the swamp to go after Trump, those are the three. Now, it's not just the people he picked on his team. Remember what I'm trying to tell you here. This is important. Don't forget the 30,000-foot view. Mueller's special counsel appointment by Rosenstein had one purpose and one purpose only. You will prosecute Trump's team. If we have to keep this thing going in perpetuity, we will. We will process crime them to death. What process crimes, I mean, false statements, nothing related to collusion at all. Just keep the focus. Get them for jaywalking if you have to. But do not, under any circumstances, let them look into what actually happened into this illicit spying operation on the Trump team and the illegal leaks of deeply classified information or the Obama team and the swamp will go down in flames here. Rhetorically speaking, because we have liberals listening and they're violent goons and they attribute violence to everything. Look at the people Mueller targeted. All right, before we get to that, I'm going to take a call. Sometimes it goes, I go the whole show without taking calls. But 877-381-3811. Let's take, because I always like to start off with a bang here. Let's take Jonathan on the fight in WMAL in D.C. who disagrees. Jonathan, the floor is yours. I disagree. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm not really a liberal. I'm kind of in the middle. So let's put okay. that out there. So, Terrific. I mean, so you got, you got a loudmouth who tells on himself, Every time he opens his mouth, that's what warrants investigations. Every, every. Yeah, wait, no. wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Jonathan, let me just, just ask some background on you first, because this is potentially the dumbest call in the history of the Mark Levin show. Um, are you an attorney? No, I'm not an attorney. Okay, well, time out. Are you a police officer? Have you ever been? Thank God, by the way. Are you a police officer? Please tell me now. Oh, I wish I was. <laughs> okay. Are you a security guard? And do you have any experience in law enforcement at all? I work for DOD. Let's just put it at that. Okay, you work at DOD. So you're, let me just be, be clear on this. Your operating premise on the fairness of an investigation is if a guy is, is, is what you think is an idiot or not. So if you don't like your, your neighbor and you think he tweets too much, we should open up a full-fledged spying operation. Is that, is that what we're saying? Come on, Dan. Every turn that this guy and all uh, his No, no, no. Answer my question. Are you saying because you... What, okay, let me, let me make this simple because I think you're going to have a tough time with this. I can see where you're going because you're going to try to dance and it's clear you have no idea what you're talking about. That's why I love to start the show with people like you. Uh, tell me what the crime Donald Trump committed. Just give me the crime. Oh, it's, it's probably not even about collusion now. It's about no, no, no. Just give me the crime. I'm just... I'm Wait, anything. Title 18, United States Code, hey, what? You know what? I can't wait to see your face. What, what crime? Jonathan, just any crime. Name, please, the crime. You know what? It's the same crime. Jonathan, any crime. Title 18, USC, what? I'll give you one last shot. Any crime. Come on, Dan. Okay, thanks for the call, buddy. See you later. There you go. Starting out with a bang. Dopey liberal of the day, Jonathan from from WMAL. Thank you. He wants Trump investigated because he doesn't like his Twitter feed. It's people like Jonathan, by the way. Uh, It's people like him who lead to the downfall of constitutional republics. Folks, let me tell you something. I don't like a lot of people in politics on both sides. I don't want them investigated because uh, I don't like their personalities because of their Twitter feeds. But Jonathan does because that's what liberal tyrants do. So that was a great way to start off the show. Thank you, Jonathan. You have set a high bar for dopey liberals to call in the show today. All right. Getting back to the content. So it's not just the people Bob Mueller has assigned to this case to investigate Trump. I just told you how they're conflicted. 
Three of his lead people have either represented, well, two of them have represented people in the Clinton sphere. One of them involved in the Clinton email scandal. And another attorney on the case, Andy Weissman, the lead pit bull for the Mueller special counsel. Andy Weissman already sent an email to Sally Yates congratulating her for defying Trump. Weissman, you remember from the Enron case, that debacle? Yeah, same guy. We'll get to Enron later, by the way. Folks, don't miss a second of the show. There is an intricate web, and it's going to make sense to you when this show's over, but all of these people are connected, all of them. They are all connected. It is a big, I called it the circle swamp because it's a family-friendly show when I was on Life, Liberty, and Levin with Mark. There's another word for it, but we'll keep it, we'll keep it clean here. They all know each other. Mueller is there exclusively to protect the Obama reputation, the Obama legacy, and the establishment Republicans involved in the spying debacle. Let's go to target number one. Mueller targets a guy named Victor Vexelberg. He targets Vexelberg for his dealings with the Trump's Trump orbit, which is interesting. Because Vexelberg, the, 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 the alleged crimes they're investigating with Vexelberg and his dealings with the Trump orbit, as far as we know, are not crimes at all. They involve some speaking fees, speaking fees. If, they, if speaking fees are a crime, there's a whole lot of people going to jail. I'm pretty sure honorariums and speaking fees are customary things that are done in a free market economy. I'm 99.9999 repeating decimal percent sure. That's not illegal as long as you're not getting paid to speak about how to like cultivate marijuana illegally in front of a bunch of school kids. And even in that case, I'm not sure where you go with that in the law. I'm not a lawyer. But I know a speaking fee for Donald Trump is not, in fact, a crime. But the Mueller team is investigating and interviewed Victor Vexelberg. That is amazing because Vexelberg has deep ties to the Clinton orbit. Yes. Oh, yes. The Clinton orbit. Vexelberg had some dealings apparently with people in the Trump sphere. But Vexelberg has been a donor to the Clinton Foundation. Vexelberg is the president of the Skolkovo Foundation. What is the Skolkovo Foundation? The Skolkovo Foundation was a, according to some intelligence community estimates, an effort by the Russian government to establish the equivalent of a Russian Silicon Valley. But it wasn't there for entrepreneurial opportunities, folks. According to some intelligence community estimates, it was there to steal American technology to repurpose for Russian military applications. 17 of the 28 companies involved in that Skolkovo Foundation were big Hillary Clinton, a Clinton Foundation donors. You see where I'm going with this? Let's investigate people who are loosely tied at best to the Trump orbit, deeply tied to the Clinton orbit. 
Let's investigate him for their Trump connections, hoping nobody pays any attention. Now, you may be saying, by the way, well, why would you do that? You would just draw attention to their connections to the Clinton sphere. No, 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 no. They were afraid people were going to talk. What better way to shut people up than to nail them for process crimes? Notice you haven't heard much from Mike Flynn, right? If you heard a peep from George Papadopoulos, you think that's an accident? Mueller is nailing people for process crimes to get them to shut their mouths so they don't talk about what actually happened. Mike Flynn was the head of the DIA. You don't think he knows what happened during the Obama administration? Vexelberg is loosely tied at best to the Trump sphere. At best. He's deeply tied to the Clinton sphere and Skolkovo and the Russians' effort to steal our technology. By the way, if you read some publicly available reporting, some of the technology stolen may have been used in a Russian hypersonic missile while Hillary Clinton was running the State Department. Oh, and by the way, all the people in the Skolkovo, 17 of 28 companies involved in that project donated to the Clinton Foundation. But yes, let's investigate him for his loose ties at best to Trump. Folks, these examples go on and on and on. I'm not done. I have about three or four more people who are deeply embedded in the Clinton space and this scandal who have very loose ties to Trump at best, but are being investigated for process stuff. If listen, if they find something later, knock yourselves out. We have seen nothing, nothing but evidence that these people and, and, and the potential shady activity was in the Clinton orbit, not the Trump one. But what better way to throw up a smokescreen to get everybody's attention diverted? All right, folks, I'm Dan Bongino, at DBongino on Twitter. Comments and criticisms, we take them all. If you want to uh, give us a call, 877-381-3811. Mark Lovin. Didn't hear Rich there. Rich is like, go, go. I'm like sitting here, I'm like clipping my nails or something. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. I thought I heard you. If I heard like, a, and he like screamed in my ear and blew my eardrum out. He was like, oh. <laughs> I love radio. It's even better when it's live. See, my show's taped, so I get to you know mess around with stuff like this and edit it. When it's live, you just get a roll with it. Hey, listen, one correction. I'm, I'm losing track of all my names here, all these people involved in the, tri- uh, the Clinton and Trump orbit. I've got multiple people I'm going to bring. It's, it was Victor Pinchuk. I'm going to get to him in a little while, who made the donations and the sp- uh, made the significant donations, by the way, to the Clinton Foundation and paid the speaking fee. Vexelberg, really, the Russian-Ukrainian oligarchs involved with the Clinton sphere, it's hard to, if you don't keep track of this stuff, you'll lose the names. Vexelberg is the Russian oligarch, the Skolkovo stuff was all right, who is alleged to have made a $500,000 payment to Michael Cohen, Trump's lawyer. Remember the office got raided? Folks, this, the case... The, the odor emanating from this case. Let me read to you, by the way, um, an FBI warning. The FBI, this is from, I had to pull this up on Twitter during the break. This is from a tweet by Anna Massagolia, who works at, uh, she, what is it, Open Secrets? The FBI warned four years ago that a foundation controlled by the Russian oligarch, talking about uh, Vexelberg, 
who allegedly reimbursed Donald Trump's personal lawyer, may have been acting on behalf of Russia's intelligence services. They're talking about Skolkovo. Skolkovo. Don't forget that name. Remember that name. Remember, I'm telling you, remember the name. I got the name wrong. Remember the name, the Skolkovo Foundation. 17 of the 28 companies donated to the Clinton Foundations, in some cases significant sums. This project was thought to be an offshoot of Russian intelligence looking to steal our military secrets as they were donating to the Clintons. But yes, let's investigate him for his ties to Donald Trump. Vexelberg by the Mueller team. Now, I'll get to Pinchuk in, in, a, in a while because he's, he's another interesting character. But there's a really fascinating angle on this that not many people are covering. I've seen a few articles out there. Um, hat tip out there to Lee Smith at Tablet Mag, Chuck Ross, Sarah Carter, Greg Jarrett, um, Andy McCarthy, all doing great work. But there's a character out there who's managed to kind of fly under the radar, who's being investigated. When I get back on the other side of this break, I'm going to scramble your eggs with what's going on with this. You will be, I think, pretty convinced this has been a setup the whole time. I'm Dan Bongino, in for the great one. Mark Levin, give us a call, 877-381-3811. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, Brickhouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hi, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for the great one. He'll be back with you tomorrow. He's over in Israel for this historic moment. You know, forgive me for not highlighting it a little bit more in the last hour. What a great day for both the United States uh, and Israel recognizing the legitimate capital of Israel, Jerusalem, and finally moving our embassy there. I want to thank the president for that. That took a lot of guts, a lot of talkers about that, not a lot of doers. I love talk. It's great. But if it doesn't motivate action, it's worthless. You got to go and do. You got to skin a knee once in a while. You got to get dirty, throw a football, catch a pass, hit a baseball, go out, do something. Talking about hitting a baseball isn't the same thing as actually hitting one. Talking about moving the embassy to Jerusalem and actually doing it are two different things. Nice job, President Trump. I think even the never Trump crowd, you can agree. And by the way, shame on the media. Again, 
You know, I, I'm serious. If it was like the media could screw up anything. If there was a teacher in a class on a Friday who was like, no homework, kids, the media would screw that up. The media somehow managed to paint this as a negative saying, well, there were protests Were these protests, the cause of caused by the moving the embassy. Listen, media folks, they're not protest air quotes. OK, when people show up with bombs, those are called attacks. They're not protests. You kind of lose the protest thing when you show up with explosive it's explosives. I'm just saying. But congratulations to the uh, the 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 all the decision makers involved in this lengthy process to finally, good call, finally do the right thing and move our embassy to the legitimate capital of Israel. And shame on the media for, again, showing your uh, it's FCC-regulated content, showing your butts. That's why, that's why nobody trusts you anymore. But all right, enough of that. I'm tired of that. Why, why ruin a good day talking about the media? That'll ruin anything. So I was telling you before the break about how the Mueller investigation was contaminated from the start. Ladies and gentlemen, he picked lawyers who were representing people in the Clinton orbit. You couldn't find anybody else. What are there, like 400 million lawyers in America? You couldn't find a lawyer for your special counsel that hadn't represented someone in the Clinton sphere already. You couldn't find anyone. So not only is the Mueller team there to hide the misdeeds of the spying scandal on Trump, which, by the way, as I discussed in the first hour, there is still no explanation as to why this happened. None. No legitimate explanation as to why the United States government was weaponized to spy on a political candidate. None. The story has changed now three times. Carter Page, Papadopoulos, now we have a source. There was a human spy in there. Doubling down on stupid. So we have an investigation with no crime. We have an investigative team investigating Trump for no crime. We have an investigative team polluted with people with deep internal conflicts, including Mueller himself. I haven't even gotten to that yet. And then we have Mueller investigating people who are tied to the Clinton sphere much more deeply than they are to the Trump sphere, yet they're being investigated for their ties to Trump. Again, nothing to see here, folks. So I talked about Vexelberg and Skolkovo in the last hour. I'm going to get to Pinchuk. But I want to get to an angle you may not have heard. Because this is one of the most deeply puzzling parts of this case. I think it has a lot to do with the Panama Papers. I think it has a, the Panama Papers, which was that uh, the expose of all of these people, how they move money around the globe. But this is deeper than just Trump-Russia. A long time ago, like right before the election, a long time ago in invest, they're like dog years. Bob Mueller investigative years are like dog years, like one year equals seven years, right? A guy named Eric Prince, whose sister is a cabinet secretary, Betsy DeVos, the education secretary with Donald Trump. A guy named Eric Prince called into a radio program on Sirius XM. He called into, by the way, Eric Prince, who was the CEO of Blackwater. This is not a small-time guy. This guy knows what he's talking about. He called into that radio program. And in that radio program, he said some astonishing things. This is right before the election, the presidential election, that is. In that interview, he said that a source of his had disclosed to him that the Anthony Weiner investigation, remember the disgraced Democrat congressman, husband to Huma Abedin, Hillary Clinton's assistant, You all remember the story, right? 
He was involved in a sexting scandal with an underage uh, uh, young lady. The NYPD and the New York office of the FBI were involved in that investigation. In the course of analyzing Anthony Weiner and his computer, they found some emails from Hillary Clinton. That the spouse, Huma Abedin, who was Hillary Clinton's right-hand woman, had apparently forward or forwarded or whatever they do, some kind of nightly upload or whatever it was, had managed to find their way onto Wiener's computer. Prince had called in the radio station and said also on that computer was some, I'm just telling you what he said on the radio interview, you can listen to it yourself. That there was other deeply disturbing material found on Wiener's computer. I'm not going to get into what it is. You guys can listen to it yourself because it's not my source saying it. It was his. What's fascinating about Prince is he says after that, I keep saying this because this case, this case, this is all I've been working on for six months. This case blows my mind. How so many people are seemingly going to get away with the biggest scandal in modern American history. Prince also said that Loretta Lynch, the attorney general under the Barack Obama administration, understood that the New York field office of the FBI and the NYPD had some potentially catastrophically damaging information to Hillary on that computer right before the election. In the phone call, he seems to intimate that there was some pressure put on the New York office of the FBI and the NYPD to not go public about this information and not hold any kind of a press conference. He says that there was some pressure used in regards to the Eric Garner case and some other things. Just know this. It was, it was, an, it was a, an insinuation there that there was an illicit quid pro quo. You guys keep your mouth shut. We won't put any pressure on the NYPD for this Eric Garner case where uh, he, he died in, in, uh, before being uh, arrested by the police officers in New York in that, that, uh, the chokehold case you may have heard about. That's explosive information. What does that have to do with the Mueller investigation now? Do you know Prince was interviewed by the Mueller team? Why? Why was he interviewed by the Mueller team? What did he do? For calling in a radio station? Prince was interviewed by the Mueller team. According to press reporting, it's out there. You can look this up yourself. Again, I know the liberals, ah, the conspiracy theory. You, listen, you can always count on, by the way, when you report on what the mainstream media hacks are already talking about, but it doesn't reflect uh, well on Democrats. You can count on liberals tweeting you it's a conspiracy theory because they're nuts, because they're the conspiracy theorists. Mueller's looking into a meeting by Prince that he had in the Seychelles with a Russian who runs the Russian Direct Investment Fund. This is going to scramble your eggs, man. Big time. The guy's name is Kirill Dmitriev. So Mueller's investigating Prince. Prince claimed in a radio phone conversation to have some explosive information about the Hillary team, Hillary emails, information found on the Wiener thing. Mueller winds up investigating him, Prince. For a meeting he has with a Russian. A meeting also attended by another guy who, as far as I know right now, is the only source working with the Mueller team who's been given immunity. What's his name? His name's George Nader, and he's an interesting guy. George Nader, and believe me, I don't mean that in the most positive way. Nader is a Lebanese-American businessman who claims, at least, to have deep ties internationally. Nader was at that meeting. Nader is a source for the Mueller team. 
Smell like a setup. Who's Nader's lawyer? By the way, Nader's been given immunity. Who's represent? I'm, folks, you're going to think I'm making this up. Who's Nader's lawyer? The guy in on the meeting with Eric Prince, who claims to have information from a source about devastating stuff on Wiener's computer, who's now under investigation by the Mueller team for meeting with a Russian guy. Another source is present who's been given immunity by the Mueller team. His lawyer is Obama's former White House counsel. Bingo! I'm not making that up. Look it up. Her name is Catherine Rumler. She was Obama's White House counsel. I am not kidding you. Obama's White House, actual White House lawyer is representing a source at a meeting working with Mueller to investigate a meeting with a guy who said he had information on the Hillary team or said he knew of a source that had information on the Hillary team that was potentially explosive. <laughs> not making any of this up. This is all out there. for you. It's just my whole life, so I have it kind of on the tip of my tongue. If you do the homework and look this stuff up, you will see what I'm telling you is absolutely true. Now, the liberals will tell you it's a conspiracy theory because they don't want you to see the truth. But this is all in mainstream reporting. It's not on, like, whatever, joeybagadonuts.com. These are real websites of actual news agencies that have reported all this stuff. Obama's lawyer is representing the source who was at a meeting and has been given immunity by Mueller where they're targeting a guy or looking at a guy who had information on the Hillary team or had a source who had information on the Hillary team. <laughs> and by the way, I know I got to take a break, but who's the Russian they were meeting with? A guy named Kirill Dmitriev, who heads the Russian direct investment firm. A fund, excuse me. By the way, they were represented by two major Clinton donors at one point. Dimitriev's uh, outfit over there. And you want me to really throw it? This one's going to brace yourself for this one. So they're meeting with a Russian who has known connections, by the way, reported by uh, by Salon.com, left-leaning outlet, connected to two major Clinton bundlers, this Russian. The Russian, the Russian, uh, the parent company of the fund he represents is the exact same company, VE Bank, that was the cover for uh, a, a Russian spy named Yevgeny Buryakov. The parent company of the Russian at the meeting with Prince, that Obama's lawyer's client sitting there at the, at the meeting, the parent company is VE Bank the cover for a Russian spy in the United States who was taken down by the FBI using who? Oh, this gets good. Carter Page. Carter Page was the FBI source who helped take down Buryakov, the Russian spy. The same Carter Page the FBI got a FISA warrant on because he entered the Trump sphere. Go to the interweb if you think I'm making this up. This is the sickest spy novel you ever heard. I'm Dan Bongino. Mark Lovin. Mark Levin Show, Dan Bongino in for the great one. He will be back with you tomorrow. And don't forget, 
Set your DVR for Life, Liberty, and Levin, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday nights. I was privileged enough last weekend to be on the show. Mark does a, an unparalleled job. Nobody interviews like him. He does a ton of prep for the show. It is a must-watch. Set your DVRs. Sunday nights, Fox News Channel, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Life, Liberty, and Levin. Don't forget. It's the best, my opinion, the best interview show on television, second to none. Don't forget. Go set your DVR. Go do it. Go do it right after this. Wait for the commercial break. Then do it. All right. So we've been exposing the swamp. The Mueller investigation was predicated on no legitimate crime. The Mueller investigation was stacked with anti-Trump pro-Clinton people. The Mueller investigation is targeting people intersecting with the Clinton and Trump orbits, but only seemingly prosecuting them or looking at them for their relationships to Trump. Kind of suspicious, right? Hey, shut your mouth about that Clinton stuff or we're going to hit you on this Trump stuff. (laughs) Genius. I talked about Vexelberg, Eric Prince. I've got more. Deripaska, Pinchuk. Oh, there's a bunch more. The connections, Rich said to me, you know, you're never supposed to talk about what happens during the break because nobody cares. It's during the break. But Rich was like, man, this is a serious web of stuff. I told you we were going to scramble your eggs. Let me get to a call, though. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. Let's go to David. Uh, You disagree. I usually don't take two disagreeers in a row, but I'm interested in what you have to say. So, David, the floor is yours. We just got a few minutes. What do you got? All right. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. But, Danny boy, hear me out here. Okay. You sit here. And you're talking like, oh, this conspiracy, oh, this... Oh, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. I'm not doing that with you. You can't just come on the show and act like an idiot. I said this is what liberals do when they get confronted. Challenge one fact I said before, just one. No, 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 David, just one fact. Before you come on the show and make a fool of yourself about a conspiracy. Because, by the way, everything I reported has been reported by left-wing outlets. Let me ask you just a simple one. Did Eric Prince not call into a radio station and say what I said he said? Okay, you don't know that. Um, Kirill Dmitriev, the Russian Direct Investment Fund, does he run that or not? Okay, you don't know that. that Was he at the meeting with George Nader, who's being represented by Obama's lawyer? Do you know that? Okay, you don't know that either. Okay, Andy Weissman, who can't stand Donald Trump as evidenced by public emails we now have. Is he not on the team? Do you know that? Okay, you don't know that either. All right, Vexelberg. Does Victor Vexelberg run the Skolkovo Foundation project? Does he or does he not? Okay, you don't know that. David, what do you know exactly? This is what I know. I I know a guy who's been in the government service. Get this guy off the phone. This guy's a dope. I'm not even interested in this idiot. Don't seriously, don't call back ever again. Not when I'm a call when Mark's on. I got no time for this guy. Sorry. You're a conspiracy theorist. Uh, what? What? What did I say that's factually incorrect? Nothing. But here's what I know. We're not interested in what you know. Tell, tell it to someone who cares. Rich, I understand I may get you in trouble. For, but I don't care. I can't deal with these idiots. You're a conspiracy theorist. Really? What did I just say? Give me what challenge one fact. Just one. I'll give you anything. Just one thing. Matter of fact, let me put out a challenge here. And if, by the way, if I got something wrong, I'll be happy to correct it, okay? 877-381-3811, Libs. Okay? I- I'm daring you. I'm challenging you. Please call in. Please. Call in and challenge just one fact. I know you can't do it because you do this crap all the time. 
when you get confronted with an uncomfortable situation and the facts start to look ugly for you, you these seminar callers call in here and go, it's a conspiracy theory. Idiots. All right, I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. Give us a call, 877-381-3811. I'm not kidding. Call in and challenge one fact. Making sure the land of the free and the home of the brave stays that way. Dial Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for Mark. He'll be back with you tomorrow. Appreciate all the comments on uh, social media. I always enjoy the feedback. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. Surprisingly few insults tonight. I usually get a whole... uh, boatload them but the callers will have to get like a pro call I, I took two people who disagreed earlier in the show and both proved my point that liberals generally have no idea what they're talking about I, th- I don't know if it's like they call and they want to just get on the air to hear themselves talk like hey mom listen turn the radio up i'm on the radio but they never have any idea what they're talking about i mean rich i've been doing this for a while with mark i don't know it's like the what 50th time i've been here to th- I have never had a liberal caller call in with, sadly, with anything intelligent to say. So we'll leave a line open for 877-381-3811. right, for liberals. <laughs> and if you disagree with anything I'm saying, knock yourself out. You are welcome on the show, unlike those liberal shows where they avoid it. Now, just to reset where we are, the Mueller investigation's a scam. There's no crime. They still can't find a crime. That's why the story keeps changing. It was uh, Carter Page. It was George Papadopoulos. It was a source embedded in the Trump campaign. They still can't find a crime. They haven't even found, like, the mattress tag thing yet. Then Mueller stacks his team with anti-Trumpers. And even worse, people who had represented people in the Hillary sphere. Legally. They're investigating Trump now. And then I've been walking through how the Mueller team is inconveniently for Trump, investigating people for ties to Trump who were deeply embedded in the Clinton orbit. Now, some of you reasonably, again, might say, well, Dan, fair question, by the way. How do you know Mueller's not investigating them for their uh, ties to Russian ties to the Clinton orbit? Fair enough. We don't know that. I understand that. And if Mueller, if there any evidence surfaces that he is actually doing that, I'm more than happy to come on the air and give him a big shout-out. The problem is, folks, the investigation's a year old. What evidence do you have that that's happening? I have evidence there was a corrupt prosecution of Mike Flynn. What's the evidence? Jim Comey's own statements. Hey, we don't think Mike Flynn was being deceptive. He was prosecuted for being deceptive, Jim. Did you miss that? Did you, did you miss the memo, Jim Comey? We have evidence that George Papadopoulos was arrested and prosecuted for a process crime. Why? For the sole purpose, seemingly, of shaking down the Trump team. We have Manafort for some business dealings in Ukraine that had nothing. He wasn't even with the Trump team when that happened. We still have nothing on Russian collusion, and we definitely have nothing on Hillary. Nothing. There is nothing so far in the Hillary team. The Hillary team has been granted immunity. Hillary's running around the world blaming uh, the Martians, the people from Saturn for her election loss. 
Hispanics, blacks, white people, women, men, minorities, Arabs, Jews, Catholics, Christians. She's blaming everybody on the planet for election loss. Nobody in the Hillary Clinton team seems to have sniffed law enforcement yet. They were given a pass on this email case. You may have missed that one too, Libs. There is no evidence Mueller is going after any of these substantive connections between Hillary, Ukrainians, Hillary, and Russians. How can you listen to what I just said about the Prince, uh, the Eric Prince scenario in the Seychelles and not come to the conclusion that the Mueller team may be hiding something? How do you listen to that connection between Clinton and Victor Vexelberg? who's running a Skolkovo project that our intelligence community thinks the Russians used to steal our military technology. By the way, while the members were donating to the Clinton Foundation, where are the arrests there? If there's probable cause, that is. I'm not a police state tyrant like liberals. Where's the investigation there? No, they're investigating Vexelberg's payment to Trump's uh, attorney. Yeah, forget about the whole Russian intelligence stealing our military secrets. Yeah, don't don't worry about that. Let's let that go. Folks, this is astonishing. And all liberals have in response is it's a conspiracy theory. They don't have anything else. One, I get this on Twitter all the time, especially from media. There is, what's that guy's? I can't even remember his name. I hate to give him shameless promotion. But there is a goofball at media. He writes stuff on me a lot. Sometimes I, sometimes I, you know, it gets my attention sometimes because I have my name, my, the name of my show. I have to check my stuff out on Twitter. I am kind of a troll sometimes, too, I'll be honest with you. I, I, sometimes if liberals say dumb stuff on Twitter, I'm not exactly known to take it lying down either. So let me just be candid. I'm a sinner on Twitter, too. But there's a, I can't even remember the guy's name. He's goofy, though, and he's at Mediaite. And he was one of these guys, too, when I did Life, Liberty, and Levin with Mark. Dan Bongino weaved this conspiracy theory. He's crazy. What did I say that was false? He never... I'm not kidding you. If I could think of the name, I'd tell you to go read the piece, even though it would give him the clicks. But honest to God, I can't think of the dude's name. He cannot challenge one fact I put out there. Not one. All he says is it's a conspiracy theory because that's all the left has. Let me get into some more egg scrambling for you. Victor Pinchuk's an interesting case, too. Pinchuk was the one, I'd said Vexelberg in the beginning of the show, I meant Pinchuk, who was being investigated again for some loose ties at best to the Trump team. Now, why is Pinchuk interesting? Because Pinchuk is deeply tied to the Clinton team. Again, publicly available reporting, conspiracy theory libs, you can search the interwebs for yourself. I'm not going to do your homework for you because you're too stupid to figure the case out. Pinchuk has donated between 10 and $25 million to Clinton-related activities. Not a small sum, folks. Keep in mind, he's being investigated by the Mueller team for connections to Trump. Does this make any sense? Oh, I'm not done yet. You say, oh, so what? So he donated 10 to $25 million to the Clinton orbit. Oh, that's not it. The Clintons have suspiciously, suspiciously run away from this guy. You think they might know him by name if he donated between 10 and $25 million? You think? Well, here's another scintillating angle on this. 
He was invited to dinner at Hillary Clinton's house. At her house. I was a Secret Service agent. Trust me, you don't just walk in the house without knowing people. But the staff, when questioned about it, because they, the, uh, some of the emails were exposed publicly, and the email invite was on one of these emails that investigators saw, when questioned before Hillary was given a pass for the email scandal about it, the Clinton team suspiciously walked away from it. Oh, no, uh, we don't know anything about Pinchuk, really, because there's an invite here to the house for dinner. They're going to have chicken tenders from Mickey D's. Probably not, but you get the point. No, no, there's an email right there inviting the guy to dinner at the house. No, no, guys, there's an actual email. No, no, we don't know anything about it. You don't know about the email inviting the guy to the house? No, we don't know. No, thanks. You think I'm making that up? There's a Washington Examiner piece on it, how the Clinton team ran away from this email. Why? Why hide your relationship with Pinchuk? Even better, why is Pinchuk under investigation for his Trump ties? Well, I'll tell you why. Pinchuk is another interesting guy in this sphere of interesting cats. Pinchuk's donated a lot of money to the Clinton Foundation. He's also donated a lot of money to the Atlantic Council. The Atlantic Council is an interesting link to all of this. Now, again, for the liberal goons out there, challenge what I'm about to tell you. Don't jump in with the conspiracy theory garbage. Challenge the actual facts. I know this is tough for you because you've been vaccinated against facts at an early age. It's what happens when you're a liberal. You don't live in the real world. You live in cartoon land. Pinchuk's donated a significant amount of money to the Atlantic Council. The Atlantic Council is tied in multiple ways to this. The Atlantic Council is the think type, uh, think tank uh, type operation, excuse me. On the Atlantic Council sits a man named Dmitry Alperovich, who is the chief technology officer for a company called CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike is the same company that analyzed the DNC servers and came to the conclusion, I'm using air quotes, that they were hacked by the Russians. Remember, the DNC servers were never, never, ever analyzed by federal law enforcement or any law enforcement for that matter. They were analyzed by CrowdStrike, whose CTO sits on the Atlantic Council, funded by this guy Pinchuk, who the Clintons seem to want to run away from. Also interesting about the Atlantic Council, they partnered up not that long ago with a Ukrainian gas company. Pinchuk's Ukrainian, by the way. Ukrainian gas company is named Burisma with a B. Burisma made some hires, should we call them? Suspicious hires? Right before, or excuse me, right around the time Joe Biden, former vice president of the United States, I shouldn't say suspicious hires. I say suspicious circumstances is a better. I want to be precise on this. Right around the time Joe Joe Biden visits Ukraine, this Ukrainian gas company connected to this Atlantic Council, funded by this guy Pinchuk, who the Clintons are running away from, who remember is under investigation for the Trump his connections with the Trump orbit. <laughs> it's like hysterical. You can't make this up. This natural gas company hires Joe Biden's kid. No, I'm not making this up. They also hire a close friend of John Kerry's stepson. The same gas company that partners up with this council, funded by Pinchuk, connected to the Clintons, 
who the Clintons want to now run away from. You can look it up yourself. This is not... This is not black hole information, black hole stuff. It's out there on the internet. Just Google the names by reputable and even not reputable left-leaning outlets who have already covered this story. But nobody wants to tell you this because it reflects extremely poorly on the Mueller team and the Mueller team is hoping nobody's going to do their homework and figure out what the real purpose of this Mueller investigation is. It is a smokescreen. To ruthlessly hammer people for process crimes on the Trump side. Process crimes in connection with people deeply connected to the Clinton-Obama orbit to get them to shut their mouths. Nothing else makes sense at this point. It's simply logic and a logic change. Keep in mind, liberals won't challenge any of that. They'll only say it's a conspiracy theory because the connections make them deeply uncomfortable. By the way, who else was associated with the Atlantic Council? People involved in the Department of Defense under Obama. People who went on cable networks and talked about how they were trying to shuttle information to the Hill before they left office about the Russians and their ties to Trump. Also fellows and associates of the Atlantic Council. This, the, I'm telling you the odor from this case is atrocious. It stinks of a, of a rotting carcass. And I worked in a cemetery. Unfortunately, I know well what that smells like. All right. I've got more. It's not the last one. I wish it were, folks, but it's not. They're, unfortunately, the web of disturbing connections in this case that reflect very poorly on our federal government and the weaponization process that happened are deep and troubling. I'll get to more of them on the other side of this break. I'll also get to some of your calls. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. I'm Dan Bongino, in for Mark Levin. Mark Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for Mark Again, don't miss Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Life, Liberty, and Levin, the Fox News Channel. You don't want to miss the show. It's my new favorite show on TV. DVR it. We used to say TiVo it, but that's like saying make a Xerox copy. It's a photocopy machine. DVR it. All right, let me take a call. If you'd like to give us a call, 877-381-3811 about this Mueller fiasco. It's a total smokescreen. It's a smoke grenade. Pay no attention to what's going on here while we militarily evac the area. We're going to drop those green smoke grenades. It's a scam. Don't be a sucker. Let's go to Mike in Fairfax. He's been holding a while. On again, the great WMAL. Mike, great to hear from you. What do you got? Okay, Dan. The source of the original information was Papadopoulos talking to an Australian diplomat. He shot his mouth off in London, saying that the Russians had dirt on Hillary Clinton. Right. The Australian diplomat reported through official channels to the U.S. government. The U.S. government then that so when no when no wait Bill stop Black- Mike he did not it was that's not true he did not I, I you're you're right about some of that but down you're talking about Alexander Downer the Australian diplomat that was not reported through official channels that's already been confirmed by Devin Nunes there was no official Five Eyes intelligence from the Five Eyes countries that's not accurate. Well, it got to the FBI somehow well, then it, it, exactly that's the scandal. 
Now, Mike, what? I'm glad you well, brought I mean, this he up. He could have reported. He could report to through li- liaison efforts. There's, there's no, 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 Mike, Mike. Th- that's not how this works, though. This, this is. The, I'm not trying to call you out. I'm not trying to be a jerk. With you. I'm just trying to tell you, like, what you're saying here matters to the callers and to, to the listeners. Excuse me. The fact that Alexander Downer, an Australian diplomat, relayed sensitive what he thought intelligence information about Papadopoulos, but didn't do it through actual official intelligence channels should tell you something. Mike, what does it say? It doesn't necessarily. It could have been a diplomatic cable. Could have been. No, sent. no, Mike, you're missing the point, Mike. I did this for a living. I wasn't an intelligence guy, but I'm intimately familiar with intelligence operations doing foreign advances and how the process works being a Secret Service agent. The reason it wasn't passed through official channels is because the information was bull bleep. No, it wasn't, Dan. Mike, 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 are you an intelligence guy? I'm just checking. Seriously. The Russians hacked the DNC. Mike, okay, time out. Who told you that? All man of four work. Mike, time out. You, nothing you're saying right now is true. I, I really, you're just spouting off nonsense, hoping if you chain together four or five nonsense points, we'll miss the first one. Stop. Your first point about official channels is not true. Okay, what you said is false. It has been refuted by people who are actively working this case. That is a lie. Was Secondly, did, what, Mike, point number two. How do you know the Russians hacked the DNC? Who told you that? It was confirmed by you. It was not confirmed. Oh, my gosh. Did you even read the report? President Obama, that was confirmed. And it got to Wiki and was was wandered by Wiki. Please cite to me the line in the intelligence. You clearly didn't read the report. I did. Please cite where they confirmed the Russian. I can tell you what it said. It said it met and, and fit the criteria for a pattern of Russian involvement. Did you read the report? Yes, I did. Oh, you're a liar. Get off the phone. You're a liar. This guy's a liar. You're a liar, Mike. I'm sorry. You're just lying. You're lying or you just don't know what you're talking about. Gosh, liberals, can you please get your act together? It's called homework. The interweb. Try it out sometime. Sheesh. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. (laughs) Dan Bongino still recovering from caller Mike in the last hour. I think I lost about 50 IQ points on that call. But uh, Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. I'll be back with you tomorrow. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. I, uh, I just, I can't get over it. it just, it, you're calling in a major national radio show syndicated all over the country and listened to all over the world online and on podcasts, right? Mark's not a small show. I mean, in case you hadn't figured that out. And yet not one liberal can call in. And challenge anything I said. Some uh, Someone posted on my Facebook, you should let them talk. Nah, I don't feel like it. When you host the show, you, once you say something dumb out of your mouth, it's over. I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you filibuster. We had a conspiracy theory guy who couldn't refute any facts. Then we had Mike, who I let him talk for a little bit, but chained together a series of dumb statements designed to make it appear 
that collectively the dumbness overcame it uh, by chaining them together. And it was, in fact, truthful, even though all preceding statements were false. What did he say? He said something that was important. You know, there's all these radio coaches, too, by the way. Not that I ever I never went to what I promise you, but I've heard about this. I swear they're like, you should never talk about what happened in the last hour and this hour. No, we're breaking the rules today. I know you didn't hear Mike's call, some of you. But he said something on the call. He said, listen, the Papadopoulos-Alexander-Downer meeting, this was passed through official channels. That was the genesis of the Trump investigation. That's just wrong. It's just factually not correct. How do we know that? Because the congressman who's investigating the darn thing, Devin Nunes, already said that on a televised interview. But that would require you to do some homework, which I know liberals don't want to do because they just hate Trump. But his comment matters. And it's, I'm not making this up. I was going to talk about this, uh, you know, this hour anyway. I even have it circled right here on a piece of paper. The fact that people like Mike don't understand how the intelligence community disseminates information and why formal investigative channels exist to pass information and why unofficial channels can be very dangerous The fact that Mike doesn't know anything about that, yet calls in a nationally syndicated radio show and celebrates it, troubles me, folks. I'm being candid. I'm not messing around. I know I can be sarcastic. Think about what that would mean if we could spy on our opposition political candidates running for president like Obama did Trump because of unofficial channels. What's an unofficial channel? Let me give you a hypothetical. Maybe this will make more sense. When I was in the Secret Service, right? And I, I, I'm not trying to like be Mr. Special Secret Service guy. I'm just, I, I know it drives people nuts. I know I have to, but it, it doesn't make, some people don't know what I did before. So I'm really just genuinely trying to establish some bona fides here. We would go overseas and I would do foreign advances. And, you know, you could be the airport agent, the transportation agent, the logistics guy. When you eventually do enough successful advance work and you're, hopefully skilled enough, you get to be a lead advance agent overseas. It's a big deal in the Secret Service. Not everybody gets to do it. I was proud to have done a couple of these. Let's say on that trip, when I was on President Obama's detail, let me think of a trip I went to, uh, the Star Treaty in Prague, which I uh, did the security for. I worked with the Russians. I worked with the Russians. Is Mueller coming for me too? The Russians signed the treaty. There were Russians there, folks. There were Russians Yes, I am not guilty of collusion, Bob Mueller. Don't come for me next. There were Russians at the meeting. I had a deal with Russian security. Why do you think we do that? Because we were in Prague and we don't want Secret Service snipers shooting the Russian snipers off the roof in a blue on blue incident. That's kind of why you meet with the Russians over there. Uh, Bob Mueller may be coming for me next, though. I'm not sure. So when you're over there, let's say a Russian guy who's associated with the security team who was there with uh, Medvedev at the time, says to me in a, in a security room while we're talking about deconfliction plans, here's where our snipers are, here's where yours are, we need a map of them so we don't sh- crossfire and shoot each other in an incident. Let's say one of them goes, hey, I got some information about Obama. Yep. I heard there's video of him getting a golden shower in a hotel room in Moscow. <gasps> 
and I run right back to my friends. Keep in mind, Mike wants unofficial channels. This is how unofficial channels work. There's a reason we vet information through official channels, you dopes. Liberals who just don't understand this because they're police staters. Let's say I go back to a friend at the time who was on whatever, the Romney campaign team. He's a Secret Service agent too. Hey, buddy, pass on to the Romney team that there's a video of Barack Obama in a golden shower incident. Now, folks, none of this is true. None of this actually happened. But keep in mind, Mike and the liberals, they're all about unofficial channels. That's an unofficial channel. Hey, we should pass all information on, right? Everything's worthy of investigation. That's that's how you feel, right? Now, guys, what I told and ladies, what I told you is just ridiculous and absurd. Do you understand that's what happened in the Trump case? There were no official channels for this investigation. None. The foreign intelligence, Devin Nunes himself has already said in interviews available for anyone wishing to educate themselves on the topic, there were no official channels to pass information from the foreign governments that cooperate with us to the United States about negative information on Trump. Why? Have you asked yourself why? Because the information was a steaming pile of dog... That's why. And if it went through official channels, where it had to be vetted through professional intelligence agency operators who know how to sniff out dog crap information, the investigation into Trump would have never started. Because they would have known from the start this was a crap investigation started on crap information by crap people working for Hillary Clinton. That's why there's no official channels and no paper trail. Mike. What do you want to start an investigation into Mike too? Maybe on innuendo? Well, you know, I live out in Florida. I, I cut down my palm trees one time. They had a, a gamma derma infection, right? One of my neighbors didn't like it. Well, when the neighbor gets to go into the police department. Dan Boncino is a Russian spy. Let's get the FBI in here. You know what the police department would do? They would have to vet the information as they pass it to an official channel in the FBI where people go, listen, this is crap. He just cut the palm trees down. The neighbors PO'd. There's a reason we have formal intelligence infrastructure set up to vet information through tried and true procedures to generally, sometimes it's wrong, but to generally clean out garbage information before it makes it into a presidential daily brief and briefs Barack Obama. You ever wonder why, by the way, Devin Nunez had to go see the information in a skiff at the White House? Has it ever occurred to you that this crap information made it into a presidential daily brief? You remember when this started, Devin Nunez? Remember where he went to go see the original documentation on this? The White House skiff. Why? Next door to the White House. Why on the White House grounds? Why did he have to do that? Because the information's not connected to computers on the Hill. It's not connected elsewhere. It exists there. 
It's highly likely this crap information, unvetted, garbage, junk, political information, made it onto President Obama's desk, the President of the United States, and was used to spy on his political opponents. And liberals don't give a damn about what I just told you. Because they're police staters. Because they're tyrants. And that's what tyrants do. They love this. They worship this. I challenge any liberal listening. You think the smaller investigation's fair? An investigation into no documented crime of Russian collusion, by the way, isn't even a crime, even if it did happen. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton's team was working with a foreign British spy. We already know got information, according to the House's own findings, from Russian intelligence sources and Kremlin sources. According to what they said, we know they colluded. And yet you want to ruthlessly investigate Donald Trump. Let me give you a, a, just a quick story because i got to take a break. I was a police officer once, too. How comfortable would you be with a police officer assigned in front of your house to follow you every day for the rest of your life? You think they're going to find the crime? You think they're going to find a traffic violation? Let me tell you something. I guarantee it. Even if you're a self-professed moral angel like Jim Comey, I'm being sarcastic. Who believes he is uh, above reproach? Somebody's going to make a right on red in a place they weren't allowed to. Somebody's going to roll through a four-way stop sign. Bob Mueller is the traffic cop following Donald Trump around everywhere, hoping and praying for a process crime slip-up and begging you not to look at the real scandal of the century, which is the spying on of the Trump team by a deeply corrupted Obama administration. Oh, I'm not done. I've got more. I'll get to some of your calls after the break. 877-381-3811. I'm Dan Bongino, in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, filling in for Mark. He'll be back with you. Tomorrow. All right, I want to get to a call here. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. But before we go, I just want to, before we get to the call, I just want to be clear here on what I'm telling you. Official channels for passing intelligence, such as the, quote, intelligence that was accumulated on Donald Trump and the infamous golden showers nonsense. There's a reason we have official channels set up. It's to vet stupid information from making it to the president. Liberal, liberals still don't get that. Is They do get it. They're just playing stupid. Can you imagine a nuclear war started because we're celebrating unofficial intelligence channels where a guy in Burger King in Moscow tells his buddy at a McDonald's in Tuscaloosa that the Russians are going to attack tomorrow and Obama, let's get a preemptive nuclear strike. The Burger King guy said it. Where'd you hear that? Unofficial intelligence channels. There's a reason we vet information. There was a reason the Trump information wasn't vetted. Because if it was vetted, it would have been exposed as total garbage, and they still wanted to investigate Trump. What are you missing? On the other side of this half hour, by the way, I'm going to expose some more swampy connections that are going to blow your mind about how the information was, quote, vetted through the Justice Department. Because it wasn't. And who was one of the guys ultimately responsible for signing off on it? You're not going to believe who this cat is. 
All right, let me take a call. Let's go to John in uh, is that Washington. John, you're on with Dan Bongino. What do you got for us? Hey, how's it going, Dan? Hey, it's uh, going good. Thanks say, for calling. I listen to your YouTube podcast every now and then. You enjoy Bag of Donuts, so I, I understand <laughs> understanding of your perspective. Dude, you just gave a shout-out to Joey Bag of Donuts. That was a monster I, I call right there. I love that. I, Thank I appreciate you. it. But, no, I, I enjoy your show. I enjoy your perspective. But I was a state delegate in Washington for Bernie Sanders. And I was never Hillary before the election even happened. Uh, the state during the primary overwhelmingly voted for Bernie Sanders. And all the elected officials, the superdelegates, all that from the state, all sided with Hillary. So it, moments like that really changed my perspective because I considered myself a regressive before the election. Sure. But I completely agree with almost every perspective you're saying. And I think Hillary's doing more damage to the Democratic Party than anybody because she's enabling this corruption well john uh, you know this is what has always puzzled me that articulate kind of smart guys like you who not kind of smart you sound like a smart guy um that that we can't come to some agreement that you and i can disagree on tax rates we can disagree about social policy we can disagree about you know crime policy whatever it is but one thing you and i should never disagree on is that weaponizing the government to target political opponents is probably not a good thing. And it stuns me that more people aren't like you, like don't call in and go, hey, listen, I'm a Democrat for life, whatever, progressive. I listen to the show. I'm not going to vote for your guy, but I'll tell you this. That was just plain wrong, and that shouldn't happen because weaponized government can be turned around on me. I mean, I thought Bernie, this whole thing was being suspicious of 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 you know collected you know collective power and i'm just puzzled why more people don't see it like you do i mean you have any explanation for that well i mean i have a background i'm former service member i did a better half of a decade in the military so i have some perspective from that angle but i and i don't want to get all historical but it seems like bread and circus from ancient roman times it's just bread and circuses they get you to appeasement, they let you sit by, they get you through, and they distract you while all this crap is happening in the background. And Yeah, it, I, it, I don't disagree, John, and that's what's bothering me about this entire thing. I mean, I had, I had a number of incidents when, uh, you know, and opportunities, by the way, to take unnecessary personal pot shots um, at Obama when I left the Secret Service to run for office. And, you know, sometimes I, I lapse, but... I, I, I generally try to avoid that. And uh, I, by the way, I appreciate the call, John. I, I got to run, unfortunately. But uh, it just disturbs me how many people can't be reasonable. What's going on here? All right. Let me get to uh, Burl in Little Rock, Arkansas. Burl, what do you got for us? You're on with Dan Bongino. Dan, great to talk to you. I listen to you every day. I feel like we're, we're friends. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, I don't get to do the caller interaction. So that's why I dig Mark's show so much. So good to I talk know, to you. Thanks for calling. Great. What do you it's got? It's great to finally talk to you. But you know what I, was, I can't understand is back to the Anthony Weiner thing. The New York, the NYPD was there. So they know what was on that laptop. Yeah. The, Loretta Lynch pressured them to, uh, to squash it or, or whatever. Well, let me be clear, Burl, because I only got like uh, 30 seconds or so left. But that's according to Prince's phone call with Breitbart. I don't know. I don't have inside information about that. I'm just telling you what Prince said. And now Prince is under investigation for his meeting. But I guess the gist of your question is, well, why wouldn't the NYPD just go public and turn it over? And the answer is, I don't know. I have friends in the NYPD. Some of them have told me that the NYPD turned the information over to the FBI in the New York office, where obviously Jim Comey 
would have regained custody over it. So uh, I don't have an easy answer for you, but it's it's not a it's not a bad question, bro. I, listen, I appreciate all your support, by the way. Thanks for calling in. I'm sorry I can't give you more time. I'm trying to get everybody in here, though, uh, before the break. All right, on the other side of this break, don't miss it. I am going to explain to you the official, unofficial channel that was used to make sure fake information was laundered through our justice system. I'm Dan Bongino with For Mark. Levin, America's Paul Revere. Call him now at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. You know, this show goes by so fast when you're talking about interesting stuff, and I love this story. I'm going to try to get to a couple more of your calls if I can, 877-381-3811. But I want to finish up my line of thinking about why Devin Nunes' comments to Maria Bartiromo from Fox were so important. He said to her, and this is all in response to liberal caller Mike, who he sounded like he was losing his mind on the phone because he was so, uh, oh, no, these were, it doesn't matter that the information wasn't passed through official channels. Ladies and gentlemen, we pass intelligence through official vetting channels, and we have an intelligence community to avoid starting a nuclear war because two guys in Burger King found information about the Secretary of State that they passed to their buddy in the CIA sometime. That's not the way this works. There are official channels to prevent bad information from influencing U.S. policymakers. Liberals, do you get that? I've only explained this now five times, maybe 20, possibly 30. But I still sense out there that you feel like it's okay because the bad information was about Trump. Nunes was clear. There was no official. Listen to me. Listen again. There were no official intelligence products from Five Eyes countries, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the UK, the United States. None about the Trump team. Therefore... The intelligence must have been through unofficial channels, which is exactly what we don't do with intelligence. But you're cool with it because it was Donald Trump. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Little leg scrambling for you. Get ready. Get ready, kids. Here we go. In the Department of Justice is a division called the National Security Division. The National Security Division are, is one of the final entities and the head of that division that would vet information that made it into, somehow made it into the law enforcement uh, arena. In other words, the FBI or the CI arena. Now, what's fascinating about this case is when they finally did decide to open somewhat of a not, not official channel, because there is no official information from foreign intelligence partners about the Trump team. There was unofficial information. But it somehow made it into the U.S. justice system into the FISA courts. It was laundered there. It was information laundering. How that information got there is still an open question. The media's reporting has been wrong on this consistently. The latest reporting is it was through a source. A human intelligence source planted in the Trump campaign. This is incredible. Forgetting that for a minute, how it made it into the system, clean, clean, bad information, did not go through official channels, made it into the justice system, and it was laundered. It was now seen as clean money, the way you launder money. You run it through a legitimate business. 
when it got into the Justice Department, there's another fail-safe mechanism to prevent a nuclear war or, in the case of criminal investigation, someone from being arrested and prosecuted on bad information. Or in a counterintelligence investigation, someone from being labeled a terrorist when they are not. The information process is called the Woods Procedure. One of the final people in that Woods Procedure, which is a series of vetting processes, you look at the information, then you look at it, then you look at it, then you look at it. Everybody's got to sign off on it that it has some air of legitimacy to it. How did information so wrong about Donald Trump, so wrong, with not, an, not a, a whiff of legitimacy, make it through the entire Justice Department? Who was the last person or one of the last people to sign off on that, I should say? Well, one of the last people in the Department of Justice is the guy who runs the National Security Division of the Department of Justice. That guy at the time was John P. Carlin. Who was John P. Carlin? John P. Carlin. Gosh, that name rings a bell. Where do we know that name? Oh, John P. Carlin, former chief of staff to Bob Mueller. How did that happen? Oh, shucks. Happened again. So fake information through non-official channels is laundered through the State Department, potentially the United States Senate, and John Brennan's source. It comes to the United States clean because it's been now, the information's been laundered like money. It doesn't come through official channels because if it came through official channels, it would have never made it into the justice system. It's now secreted into the justice system, which all its dirty tentacles... It somehow makes it to the FBI and Department of Justice. That's okay. There's a fail-safe procedure, the Woods procedure, that will stop fake information from making it into the FISA court to spy on people. But it doesn't. It keeps going and going and going and going until it makes it all the way to John P. Carlin, who resigns on September 27, 2016, right before the election. Who resigns, by the way, after an audit is conducted of the NSA and their database and potential unauthorized queries into the database where they found out, according to a FISA court expose, that information in the NSA database was being shared with private contractors. Carlin resigns. He was Bob Mueller's chief of staff. You think Mueller's not conflicted? Information Mueller's investigating about alleged Russian collusion, which is fake and was laundered into the United States through unofficial channels to hide its illegitimacy made it into the Department of Justice where it still wasn't detected as fake, either wittingly or unwittingly. And one of the final people to sign off was Bob Mueller's former chief of staff. And we're all supposed to pretend this is on the up and up. We're being scammed. Big time. This is a joke. This is a farce. If you missed any of this show, by the way, Please, you would be doing me a favor. It's not even my show. It's Mark's show. And I love Mark to death. 
but you would be doing me a personal favor for the sake of the country to go back, go to iTunes, go to iHeartRadio, wherever this podcast is, MarkLevinShow.com, and listen to the whole show if you just tuned in. Because you will come away with no other reasonable conclusion than that our constitutional republic was used and abused, our government was weaponized, criminal charges were fabricated, an intelligence investigation was fabricated, investigators were intentionally brought in with a bias against Trump and a bias towards Hillary Clinton. Those same set investigators are investigating people with with ties to Trump and Clinton, but investigating them from the Trump angle to get them to shut up about the Clinton stuff. And that the information brought into the country was clearly laundered through unofficial channels because the official channels we now have in place would have exposed the information as a steaming pile of garbage. You can't make it up. I've been researching this for a book for a long time, taking my time with it because new information comes out. This has been my entire life. I'm not kidding. I love my wife to death. She's listening right now, but I'm pretty sure she contemplated divorcing me over this case. Oh boy. <laughs> so I should mess around. She's going to text me any minute. I'm not going to divorce you, but I have been driving her nuts with this case. Matter of fact, I found another angle last night. I can't even talk about it because it would be respon- It would be responsible. I can't unless I can absolutely confirm it. And the source is a little iffy, but this thing has so many layers, folks. All right, let me take a, uh, take a few calls here let's go to let's go to dave in wilmington there in wilmington illinois dave you're on with dan bongino what do you got for us yeah hi dan it's a pleasure to talk to you conservative republican from wilmington illinois cool brother good to talk to you too thanks for calling in what do you got okay i got a question for you when the when do you think this investigation is going to end the possible outcome and if you think this is a smokescreen actually to get hillary clinton no, and I've heard that, and um, you know, I, I don't want to take. Um, I'm not trying to take pot shots at anybody. There are a lot of really smart people who have done tremendous work um, on this case. Um, you know, I, I named some names before. I mean, Chuck Ross has been knocking out of the park at the Daily Caller. Lee Smith at Tablet Mag. Uh, gosh, Sarah Carter again. Greg Jarrett. There are so many talented people. There are some other people. I don't. I don't mean to say on the fringes because I don't really mean that. I just mean kind of out of the mainstream and the. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Like they're not in, but, but they're, some of their stuff is really good, but there is a theory out there, Dave, and I have heard it that this is actually that Mueller's a white hat, that he's a good guy and that he's dirtying up all these people who are implicated in the Trump scheme and the Hillary t- uh, scheme to go and get Hillary later. I don't believe any of that. There's no evidence of that at this point. There had been no, uh, I mean, nobody on everybody in the Hillary team's gotten a pass. And the people who have been prosecuted, Dave, have been prosecuted so maliciously, uh, i.e. Mike Flynn, that it makes no sense to me that Mueller is even being reasonable, no less as a good guy. He is clearly at this point to me investigating people with connections to the Trump and Clinton space to nail Trump and to get them to shut up about the Clinton connection. That's that's my opinion on it. nothing, But they are something when it affects your family. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is real. And you ask me, how will the Mueller probe end? That's a fair question. You know, again, being the honor to sit in Mark's chair when he takes off, I I don't like to come on the air and tell you I don't know, but I'm not going to come on the air and lie to you either. I understand. I really don't know how this is going to end. I have no idea. I have said repeatedly, and I'll say it again, 
I think the biggest I, I love the Trump administration. I think they're doing some terrific stuff. But I yeah. think it is a huge mistake to not fire Mueller. You don't have to stop the investigation. Fire Mueller. They should have fired him months ago. I, I don't. Yeah. Other, than, other than that, I, I don't know how it ends. I, I Mueller will follow Trump around every day until he blows a stop sign and have him arrested. I mean, that's the only way I see it going away. In a weird kind of way, I think. I think Trump relishes Mueller chasing him around. And I don't think so. Uh, what makes you say that? Because uh, it gets a lot of publicity. People are starting to realize that there's nothing there. Uh, yeah, I, I've of- heard that too. That. You know, the Democrats have focused so relentlessly on Russia while Trump's approval numbers are going up um, and have stayed away from any substantive economic health care education policy that this kind of in a in a weird way almost works for Trump. Um, I don't I don't believe it, Dave. I, I really don't. I, I know I don't know Trump personally. I met him. I, I'm not going to say we're not friends, but the people I know who I trust who do know Trump. He takes it personal when you go after his people, and I think he is sincerely bothered that people who entered into his orbit have been prosecuted strictly for working for the Trump team. I, I don't, um, I, I don't think he likes. I really don't think he likes this at all. I think if the political ramifications were not as serious, he would fire Mueller tomorrow. But uh, uh, let me just leave you with this, Dave. I get this a lot. I say fire Mueller, and people say, "Well, if they fire Mueller, he's going to be impeached." Folks, if the Democrats win the House, he's going to be impeached anyway. Then they say to me, well, if he fires Mueller, the press is going to go wild. That's laughable. The press goes wild anyway. I mean, uh, Trump beats a donut in the morning instead of like egg whites and the media goes wild. There is no good reason to keep Mueller. Dave, I got to run. I appreciate the call. Great questions. Really good job. Um, But there's no reason to keep him, folks. The Democrats will impeach Trump no matter what. They are psychotic over Trump. And Mueller will never stop. Mueller will get Trump for ripping a mattress tag off if he has to because he just doesn't like him. There's no sound explanation for this abomination of an investigation that's going on. All right, folks, I'm Dan Bongino. In for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for Mark. I'm just laughing, folks, because, listen, when you do this content production stuff for a living, life gets really hectic. Uh, today, I probably produced, uh, I don't know, about eight hours of content. Now, I, I had other jobs, too. I was a cop. I worked in a, a cemetery for a while, grave digging and stuff. So I know what it's like to work for eight hours. But I got to tell you, talking for eight hours, but I really enjoyed the show. I don't want it. It's just... There are military men and women who have real jobs and work real hard. So God bless you. I promise I'm not snowflaking out on you. But talking for eight hours, you better really love the darn content. Right, Rich? Eight hours, if you don't like it, can be tedious. So, yeah, thankfully. But um, it, it's interesting because my camera guy's here as I'm getting ready to do Hannity's show on Fox. So we have like split seconds between the shows. I'm sorry. I don't mean to bother you, but behind the scenes stuff is funny. I do an NRA TV show that ends right before I come on the air for Mark. So I have to switch from the camera to Comrex, get the headphones on right away to go right back to the camera to Fox afterwards, hopefully to go to sleep after that. I think I may sleep till next week. Hey, one more angle on this thing that I haven't told you about because I didn't have time. I told you about all these people Mueller's investigating that have ties 
to the Trump orbit or someone. And it seems like they make all those ties go away. Uh, excuse me. They emphasize the ties to the Trump team while minimizing ties to the Clinton team. Here's another guy that seems thus far, at least, to have escaped a lot of scrutiny by Mueller. I bring up his name because John Solomon has a piece in The Hill tonight that is outstanding about a guy, as I always say, remember the names, folks. Remember the names. You never know when they'll creep up again. Oleg Deripaska. You may have heard that name before. Apparently, Bob Mueller had some dealings with Russian oligarch Oleg Deripaska about a deal to get uh, uh, Bob Levinson home from Iran. Deripaska had some business in Iran. He was a Russian oligarch. They thought he could help. Uh, The deal fell through. Uh, It may not have reflected well on the FBI at the time. So Mueller knows Deripaska. How's Deripaska connected to this? Interestingly enough, Deripaska's old business partner, in a Russian company, Vexelberg is the same guy I told you about before involved in the Skolkovo project. Also interesting about Deripaska is the same lobbyist he uses, a lobbyist in D.C., is a lobbyist that also tried to connect a bunch of Democrat senators with who? Christopher Steele, the spy working on behalf of Hillary Clinton's team to gin up information on Trump. So Deripaska's lobbyist is also speaking on behalf of Steele, trying to set up meetings with Democrats after he generated the fake dossier on Trump. Oh, again, nothing to see here, folks. Oh, and by the way, Mueller knows Deripaska from a prior deal that went bad to get an FBI agent back being held a hostage in Iran. Don't worry, folks. Again, nothing to see there. Oh, and the same lobbyist working for Deripaska also is in text messages indicating he's communicated with an old staffer who worked for Democrat Senator Dianne Feinstein, Dan Jones, who's still running an information op against Donald Trump now, funded by left-wing donors. Don't worry. Nothing to see here, folks. It's all legit. Take the red pill. Take the red pill, Neo. All right, folks. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Give us a look. Bongino.com is the website, at DBongino on Twitter. I'll see you all soon.